We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Total Wine and More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities. Up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. Bruce Buffer. And now, it's time for the voice of mixed martial arts. We are it's Bruce Buffer. Bruce Buffer. From the shores of Malibu, where the waves are pumping. To the Great Wall of China and back to the streets of Prague, Czech Republic, where the UFC is coming. We are live. This is It's Time Radio, the show where we talk about what you think about but may be afraid to voice. Do not worry. We will voice it for you because we talk about everything on It's Time. This is No Holds Barred NHB Radio. So here we are. We have a very good show ahead of us. I'm here with my Total Wine and More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities. Up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. Co-host TJ DeSantis. TJ, how are you? I'm good, Buffer. Uh, we're playing the music live underneath, which we don't normally do when we record, but I'm feeling it this week. Uh, you mentioned you're going to Prague. I have this internal battle every time I see the word Prague written down because there's a small town in Minnesota called, well, I, I guess technically it's called New Prague, but for whatever reason, I grew up and everyone else in this small town knows it as New Prague, and it's not New Prague, it's New Prague because there's no place called Prague, and no one renamed their city New Prague, they named it New Prague. And uh, I don't know why. It's just a, a weird little local thing. Well, unlike the okay for certain words like tomato, tomato, it does yeah. not apply to pl- Prague and plague. Right, <laughs> right, exactly. Plague. <laughs> like like your name is spelled Bruce Buffer. I can't call you John Anderson. It just doesn't nope. work. You know what I mean? That's not what Bruce Buffer spells. And Prague rhymes with plague. Right. And I don't think that's a good connotation. No. <laughs> so, you know, uh, I'm sorry for all you people in New Prague, Minnesota. It's New Prague. And you need to correct that. Hey, you know what? Uh, we, I was going to do this on the news, but I got to go into something real quick. You know, I, we said plague. Remember how I've always kidded on the show half seriously, if not all seriously? Yeah. When you asked me what kind of monsters could ca- could come about in the world Uh-oh. or strange science fiction. Please tell me you, something hasn't bred itself yeah, well, into existence. Uh, what I've always said is 
zombies, right? I said, if there was ever anything I've seen, the one thing, like I talk about it with Henry and Rupert right. from time to time, is the Z- zombies. Right, zombie apocalypse. What do we do? Exactly. Go so to now, Uncle Bruce's. He has an armory. <laughs> you definitely get ready. You come over here. They're, they already know where their weapons are. They already have their stations at the house on the Perfect. second floor to, to take out the zombies as they try to get in. See, but, you got to be elevated. They got it all figured out. Absolutely. They've helped me pick their, their locations. Nice. But get this, get this. Experts now are warning of a fatal deer disease that could be spread to humans and it's called yeah, the let me, let me, let me, Okay, okay. I thought I thought maybe you're going to let me guess what it's called because I think I know what it's called. It's not called chronic wasting disease? It's chronic wasting disease, yes. Yeah, this has been around for a long time. Um, I just saw this. I just saw it. They say the symptoms can take years to appear, Yeah, but, but it's transmittable from deer, elk, and moose. Yep. Transmittable to humans. When you eat the food, you don't know if they have it or not right. because there's so, no signs. Uh, back in the day when I was growing up next to New Prague, Minnesota, and uh, maybe that's what happened. Maybe they ate the deer meat and uh, their brain's wasting away and they want to call it new preg. Uh, but well, with that in mind, uh, when you shoot a deer, you're supposed to bring it in for testing before you actually eat it. Now, some days or some years, rather, um, they're a little bit more uh, picky about whether or not you get it tested. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. Wild game, Bruce, at, at the rate of what we put into our environment, the way that we do it. I, I honestly don't know if I'm going to eat much wild game as it is i'm with you i'm not really a wild game eater i don't i don't eat a lot of meat i right. rarely eat meat you know well that i'm I just mean, a- we, we talked in the last couple of years just about eating salmon one of your favorite fish if not your mm-hmm. favorite fish and yeah the yeah. mercury levels that have risen uh, and not only wild uh caught salmon but also farm raised uh salmon uh, exactly exactly and now that with all the Waste and everything in the water. I mentioned before, they're actually finding evidence of cocaine and salmon yeah. from Alaska. It's like, give me a break. You Jeez. want to get high? Have have a bite of this salmon. I don't recommend that high to anybody. <laughs> but here, so, so here, get this. Yeah. The symptoms, which have been compared to those of zombies, uh-huh. include drastic weight loss, right. stumbling, mm-hmm. lack of coordination, listlessness, drooling, excessive thirst or urination, drooping ears, Man. Lack of fear of, wait, get this, lack of fear of people and right. aggression. This sounds like my buddy on his bachelor party night. <laughs> well, like I said, I, I, again, it's rare. It said it could be, but who knows what the future holds, folks? I don't know. It's just, it's another example of just things that are going through changes. But I, I found this quite interesting. We'll talk about it later today in a kidding, but halfway serious way. Right. So yeah. on that note, we got one news story out of the way. TJ, last week. Uh, the week before last, mm-hmm. I was in Australia. Right. Just went to Phoenix mm-hmm. for the exciting ESPN show, which we'll cover with our guest, who happens to be the inevitable, wonderful, strong-spoken, outspoken Ray Longo. Can't wait to have Ray on the show. And now you're going and- to Prague in the Czech Republic. <laughs> Watch what you say, my friend. I am going to <laughs> That's how we say, that's how we say it in Minnesota. Minnesota, you know, Prague in the Czech Republic. Thank you for that animation of disclaimer. I appreciate yeah, that yeah, for, yeah. for our listeners from Minnesota and from from Prague. You're getting you're, you're getting me to say Prague. Stop it. Prague, <laughs> Prague, 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 Prague. There we uh, go. You know. So anyway, now we had Phoenix last week, and I head out to Prague tomorrow, and then of course the big, 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 big show, which they're all great shows, but the big show is next week. We know that. Looking forward to that one. 
John Jones returns, all of that. So we're going to go into that and stuff. Uh, why don't we bring on Ray Longo? Because I'm going to start getting UFC'd out here, and I want to make sure that we have him included in our conversation. All right, let's uh, let's call Ray. Yo. There he is, Ray Longo, ladies and gentlemen. Ray f***ing Longo. How are you, buddy? Oh, are we recording? Let me tell you something. I think, we should, I, I think I should leave oh, that in, Buff. I'll censor yeah. it, but I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving it All in. Right. I'll you beep it. it. You got it. This is how you Buffer talks when, when he thinks the microphone's <laughs> off, people. I see. I, I like the. I want the real Bruce Buffer. Will that oh, guy stand up? Is that him? I love it. <laughs> you got it, Ray. What's up, Ray? What are you about if you, to say? If you if you can't if you can't drop an f bomb every so often, who the fuck are you? Really? Come on. <laughs> I'm not but censoring you know, Ray, that one. I was about to. Ray, I've told I you was before. About to say, you yeah, are the best. You are the best. As a matter of fact, let's start the F-bomb count for the show for Ray Longo. So right now we've got uh, two. Let's do it. Yeah, we got two down. So, Ray, I've told you before, if I say the F-bomb, it's going to be one of two things, usually. Yes. We're about to go, if you know what I'm saying, right? Because you've got to want to make it mean yeah, something. Yeah. Or we're in a situation where I totally disagree and you're not listening or, you know, it's become a bit of a thing and i got to make a strong point. But when you say it about 20 times, it's not as strong as when you say it that one brutal once. You or, know what I'm saying? or if you put it but between you're, Ray, what you're saying, what, you, sorry, yeah, I'm, what you're I'm saying is there's a time and a place. Right, there's a time and a place for the. Uh, and the time exactly. and the place is between Ray and Longo. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> okay. yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think I like the. Let me tell you something. When TJ calls and he says, "Can you do Bruce Buffett's show?" I drop everything, Bruce. I don't even care if I have whatever. I just drop it. That's how well, much I think of you. As long as you're not dropping your wife in the bedroom, I'm okay with that. It's all good. That's a, that's okay. And I, if I had to, she's going to have to go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, what a, what a start to the podcast this week. I love it. Okay. We're, uh, we're jabbing. We're jabbing. We're hey, hey, Ray, first off, Algerman, yes. he looked fantastic the other night. Were you completely happy yeah. with your game plan and how he turned out? I'm completely happy with the game plan. And more importantly, I'm completely happy that he followed the game plan because that was it. We didn't, you know, we wanted to implement the wrestling. And I said, look, if we don't get him down, we'll at least put the thought of that in his head, which will open up your stand-up game a lot because you could use the feints to the takedowns and start with the faking and uh, just holding your distance and everything else. He did exactly, he really followed the game plan perfectly. So everybody's extremely happy with him. And I still think he's a work in progress. And I think we saw... Another side of Aljo that if he can, you know, keep getting better and better and better, he's a force to be reckoned with. Because Jimmy Rivera is no slouch, man. He's a he's a hard punching. He's a he's he's the raging bull that kid. So, you know, if you stand in front, you saw he knocked down Thomas Almeida. He's got some knockouts. He's he's in there with everybody. So that was a great win for Aljamain Sterling. Yeah, absolutely. Now, if I'm not mistaken, didn't he and Jimmy get a fifty thousand dollar bonus for the fight? Or no. Oh, I don't think so. No, no, no that wasn't that one. I don't think so. TJ, do you know no, who got the bonuses? You had the, uh, uh, Barbarina yeah, that, that and Luke fight was phenomenal, which which was well deserved. They they that was a fight for the ages. Man. That, that, I, that, you, I was blown away watching the fight. That's probably fight of the year. I mean, I know it's early, but that's fight of the year. It was incredible, and you know that's the one I know that they got I, a bonus was, for. Yeah, that was that to me was a phenomenal fight. I mean, I tell you, that Barbarina is tough as nails, man. Holy crap. Barbarina is tough as nails, but Vincente Luque, um showed that he can recover and he can win. 
And uh, this is one one young fighter that I see getting better every time I see him fight. I think Vincent Luque, as well as Barbarino, he's he's you know he has the ability too, and he's very deceiving. Uh, as he looks wise and everything else is for the fighter with the skills that he shows when he's in the octagon. But Luke Kay has, he's got potential championship status written on him, don't you think, Ray? I, I think after watching that fight, uh, 100%. I mean, I knew who he was, but I never really followed him, so I got a chance to watch him. I got a chance to see him warm up in the dressing room. We were in the same dressing room. Yeah, he's uh, that guy is squared away, and I have 100% has championship uh, qualities written all over him, no question about it. Absolutely. Now, getting back to the fights, there's a, a few other standouts from the night, as well as all the fights. Very exciting night of fights, totally through. Yes. But Crone Gracie making his debut in the octagon, doing what the Gracies do best, going to the ground, submitting their opponent, Alice Caceres, a stand-up fighter, much more so than on the ground, um, you know, skills uh, versus a Crone Gracie. Yes. Very, very strong, I think. He came out almost exactly, not that I want to see Alex lose his fights, but, I mean, if Chrome was going to win, that was the way I think everybody wanted to see him win. Would you say so? Oh, without a doubt. And, uh, man, he kind of did remind me of his old man, the way he just glued himself to that guy's back and was rolling around. And uh, yeah, It was good to see. You know, Hickson's a legend. And I want to say that kid, because uh, when I saw him, I don't know him. But I, I do believe he was in my gym with his other brother that I think passed away uh, probably about 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And Hickson was there with his wife. He looked, he looks, to me, he looked exactly like the way I remember his mother looking. So it was kind of cool. I, I didn't even, I really want to introduce myself and talk to him, but uh, I never had the opportunity. But, uh, yeah, that's, uh, I don't think the fight could have won any better for him. And he's with the right guys. He's got Nate in his corner and the... He has boys and stuff, so he, he looks like that's going to be a he's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Also, yeah, he is. And a couple things about Crone it was also nice to see Nate walking in the octagon. I haven't seen Nate for a long time. Um, Crone actually has a dojo that's about four miles from my home, where my boy Rupert, oh, wow. who's eleven, has been training with Crone. Um, but then soccer season hit, oh, wow. and he stopped. Yeah, it's right down the street. It's a beautiful dojo. Does a great job. Does great business there. Um, very. Uh, you'll appreciate this, Ray. He's I'm I'm old school when it comes to the way you should act in a dojo. I just I just believe it. It's the way right, I was right, raised, right. way I was trained. He's very old school, Ray. You have to show respect. No telephones out. No pictures being taken. Um, very strong about the way he runs his dojo, which I highly respect. And he told me that night after the fight when I saw him at the hotel that he himself has been very excited to hear me announce him because that means he's finally in the UFC. I think uh, he's here to stay. And the opponent that I would eventually like to see him go up as with is Brian Ortega. I think that would be an incredible fight, personally. Oh, I'm going to say that that's never happening. You don't think that would ever happen? Those guys hold to Well, because they hold to that loyalty. He's not going to fight another uh, kid from his family's lineage. Fish, like, that close to like, Corian and that Sixon's brother. I'm saying that's... I don't. I can't. I can't see that happen. I think that. I think another good matchup, jujitsu wise, would be against Ryan Hall. Uh, Everybody's talking about Ryan Hall. They're all. They're all mentioning yeah, Ryan I, Hall against Crone. Yeah, the Ortega thing. I. I would almost guarantee will never ever happen. Let me ask you a question, Ray. Because you know, yeah. six seven figures cuts a lot of family ties. Okay, so they get the <laughs> <laughs> they get the call right from Sean Shelby at that weight, if I'm not mistaken. 
And it says, here's the money. It's on the table. The championship belt is on the line, whether you're both fighting for it or you're, one of you is defending it. It's time to go. What do you say, Ray? He's your fighter. What do you say? Uh, I mean, I'm going to say I'm going to say the same thing DC would say if he had a fight Kane. He's not doing it. I really do believe that. I think uh, I'm saying that kid's probably squared away with money, so he's not going to sell his soul for an extra couple of hundred grand. And mm -hmm. uh, I don't know. We'd have to. That's one of those things we'd have to see and wait and see what happens. But uh, you know, like. Nate and Nick, dude, they're still old school, man. They're not, they're not compromising their values, man. That's what I love about those guys. That's what I love about you them. Know, they hang tough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I'm saying that's not only because, you know, what is it? It's Hori and Son that trains them. Uh, so I, I can't see that happening, man. That's, I, I don't know. I might well, be wrong, but. One last question, Ray. Give them a Ryan. Yeah. What, one last question scenario to this, to this possible example that could happen. The championship okay. UFC belt is on the line. What everybody <laughs> dreamed it's not it's not a contender fight. It's for the friggin' championship. Does that change it at yeah, all? Maybe. I I you know, look, it's we have to wait and see. You know, right, I right. I have a feeling that, you know, one guy goes to another weight, it's one of those deals, you know. But I don't know. We'll see. I just okay. think that's too a little too close blood wise, you know what I mean? It's I, I think as comedians say, I could be wrong. as comedians would say, too soon. So we'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. I go with that too. That's it. Yeah, that's it. I, I, I like it. Let's okay. It now let's give a warrior, an octagon warrior, his true credit, along with the man that he fought, his true credit, the co-main event, Paul Felder and James Vick. Personally, the fight oh, plan, yeah. the, the move ahead, the one-two, the right cross, the bob and weave, the guts that Paul Felder showed. And again, we all know he punctured his lung with three minutes left to go in that fight and continue to fight, as so many of these great UFC warriors do when they're hurt. And James Vick, at a number 10 contender, and even up to this, is absolutely no slouch. He fought the longer, taller yeah. man, and his game plan, I thought, was beautiful. Do you agree? 100% look, uh, Felder's, you know, he's he's a, one of those old throwback Philly fighters, man. He's tough as nails. And I'm going to say the calf kick saved him in that fight. I say without that, it would have been probably different. Mm -hmm. But, you know, that thing really slowed down Vic. And I got to tell you, his timing on those spin elbows was just absolutely phenomenal. It's I mean, beautiful. Takes a lot of balls. Yeah, it takes a lot of balls to sit in the pocket and just, let that shit go, and he did it, man. So uh, uh, I hope he's okay with the lung. Uh, that's always dangerous. They always say that was always the number one killer in Thai boxing was taking the knee and mm -hmm. puncturing that lung up by the heart. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I hope he's okay. Well, I actually have been texting back and forth with him since last evening. He's still in the hospital, um, but he is feeling good. He, he's a warrior. So it's your story, Ray. Yeah, got to heal 100%. Yeah, yeah, I've had guys with collapsed lungs in the gym. They, they have to stay in there for a couple of days, but they're always back. Good. That's good to hear. I mean, we always see in the movies, you know, where they cut the hole and stick the straw in and the, the lung comes back. I hope it's that easy. <laughs> I, I really do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hope they didn't have to do that to him, but I do hope. There was, there was one kid in the gym. He, he always had a, a collapsed lung. He would come out of nowhere, and uh, he was always back, and he fought, so... I hope that I hope I'm right with that, but uh, he should be fine. 
Good, good. And well, my best wishes and prayers go out to him. I'm sure he will be, and we'll see him again. And, you know, one other kudos to uh, Paul Felder. I think, you know, he has training in theatrical training in his college days and his background, but I think he's actually proving himself, and TJ, you know, weigh in on this too because you're, you're an expert at this. I think he's weighing in to be a very fine commentator when he works. Oh, he's great. He's great. Really? I, 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 personally, I personally don't like the uh, active fighters being commentators, but uh, it's kind of what the UFC does, and uh, if they're going to keep doing it, then Felder's definitely one of those guys. Absolutely. And I think, you know, when he, first started, when he first started off, I thought he was a little rough around the edges, but he really matured into a great commentator. You know what, hey, I'm, Ray, you know what I'm super jealous about, though? Uh, despite his fighting ability and his charming good looks and his on-camera presence and his <laughs> banking... Oh, hang on, sorry. Uh, his voice. He's got a good voice. He's got a good voice for, for calling fights. Oh, he's actually, I mean, but he's trained. Yeah, but there's no training besides actually calling fights to have and develop that voice, and, and, and he's right. got it. It's good. Right. I'm with you all the way. I'm, I'm, a, I'm actually, a, I'm a fan of all the fighters, of course, but I mean, what Paul is branching out to do, and, and as every fighter should do, think, think ahead and beyond their guns and prepare for when you got to keep the guns in the holster. I mean, you he doesn't have that Ray Longo yeah, I, voice. I mean, that's the truth. <laughs> I'll tell you though, like I think DC does a great job too. As a great company. job, great job, big huge great future job. ahead yeah. of him. You yeah. know what I like about DC in the yeah, booth? Yeah, yeah. He, he's like one of the greatest of all time. But you just hear the excitement of a fan in 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 Daniel Cormier's voice. He just sounds like a happy kid that's happy uh, to be there. Well, I'll tell you who I compare him Look, to. I think. Good. I, well, I t I'll tell you who I compare him to. Sorry, to step on you there, Ray. We got th three way conversations no, no, happening. No, 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 Michael Strahan has had him on the show, if I'm not mistaken, or he's been on the show. When you look at Michael Strahan, the NFL football player, who has now branched out to be one of the most successful TV hosts in a variety of different shows um, over recent times, has really expanded and excelled at his tool and his talent in his own evolutionary process to get where he's gotten today. I see that kind of future for D.C. Cormier. I see D.C. Cormier because of his likability, his quickness, his um, ability to be humorous and self-deprecating. I think D.C. Cormier exactly. is a star for a exactly. big career. Big career. Yes, and a, and a great ambassador to the sport. And I'll tell you, I've had some conversations with him where what a job this guy does with the kids wrestling, man. He really gives back, and just it's got to be so exciting for a kid to have him as a coach and with all he's done with the Olympics and the UFC and He's on TV, and he's great at what he does. But the passion, when I talk to him about kids wrestling or when he's talking about it, is, is second to none to me. So I'm really, really a big fan of D.C., for you know, not, not just for the fighting, but for what he does outside of the octagon. Yeah, I'm with you all the way. Now let's talk about the main event. Cain Velasquez, Francis Ngannou, enter into the octagon. Cain coming back, a night of very important night moment of truth for him to reprove to himself first and to everybody watching what an incredible heavyweight fighter he is because we all know his skill factor minus however his yeah. body holds up for him but his skill factor and his ability to fight is tremendous now we know of course the fight ended in some 40 plus seconds if i'm not mistaken i watched the video francis and from what i watched or rather kane from what i watched commented on the fact that his knee went out but when I watched the video, I saw him when he came in. It's similar to when I think about how Katzengano went after Ronda Rousey in her fight 
and she lost quickly as a result of charging Ronda the way she right, did. Right, right. right. So I would think that Kane, yeah. had he been a little more patient, this fight would have gone a different way. But when he when he ran in there to put the wrestler's face on his chest, right, and he got hit right. with he got hit with a short right, close to the body, downward short right hook. I, I what would you call that punch, Ray? Is that a hook? It's not, a, or is it an uppercut? What was that? Wait, the one that that dropped him on his knee. Yeah, when you saw his when you saw his head get jacked by the right hand yeah. punch. Right, that that's that's a, an uppercut. Really, that would that be classified as an uppercut. Like, uh, yeah, okay. I don't. I'd have to. Yeah, exactly. Was yeah. that the punch? Was yep. that the punch that got him? In your opinion? Well, that's the punch that ju- was just prior to him falling on his knee in a hard right. way. So, I mean, when I looked at it, I don't think he was hurt, obviously, because he got right back up. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes, like, even if you're sparring, like, if I twist my knee, I, I, I don't even mind if a guy's punching me in the head. I just want to take care of my knee. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. I think that's exactly what you saw, is that his knee went out and he took some shots. He didn't even give a shit. He got right up and was talking. So he definitely wasn't out. He was never, I don't believe, hurt. I just think... The punch was enough to buckle that knee, and that's what really, you know, there was no way of continuing. So I, what an uncertain, you know, no, I don't want to take nothing away from Ingano because it looked like, you know, he stopped the first takedown, he kind of flung him off, and uh, it looks like at least he's making the adjustments. But man, my heart goes out to Kane. I think he's another class act, great guy for the sport. That just that was uh, kind of heartbreaking, man, because you know. He had that whole crowd behind him because he wrestled for Arizona State. I, I don't know. I, I hope he's okay, and uh, I hope he gets back in there quick if that's what he wants to do. But uh, I think it was uh, like the perfect timing. I don't think the punch hurt him, but it was enough to just buckle him a little bit, and then it was mm-hmm. downhill from there. You know, Because you could see, man, he was screaming going down. He wasn't oh, yeah. out. Yeah. So he didn't get knocked out, so he was yeah. screaming. And then the guy, you know, I, that guy's huge. He hammered him a couple of times when his hands were over his head. But, again, nothing that hurt him. He bounced right back up. He told the guy, great fight. And, you know, it was cursing a little bit or whatever he was doing. And just unfortunate, man, because I think he's a good dude. And I would have loved to have seen that fight go a little longer. Yeah, I would, too. I mean, it was it was actually a heck of a night of fights all the way through, culminating into what had happened at the end. I'm with you all the way on that. Francis Ngannou, um, you know, he had that one stale fight with Derek the Beast Lewis, and then came back strong, right, you know, this right, strong. Right. I, he, is, he is a menacing, I think he's actually an example of a physical specimen. I mean, this guy. Yeah, this, yeah, I, gotta, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you on that. I mean, you know what's funny? It's like, you know, DC, I think, wants to fight him now. And it's like, Anthony Johnson was a big guy who hit hard. But Anthony Johnson had about 10 fights at 170 pounds. You know what I mean? Who mm-hmm. blew up to 205 pounds. This guy is, this guy's huge. Yep. This guy is, this guy's not, this guy maybe never saw 170 in his life. I mean, right. he's big, man. and He is a problem. Sure, and I've been down on him after the Stipe fight, but man, it looks like he's making the adjustments and just to come back after some of the adversity he said is, is, is a testament to who he is. So I wish him the best of luck. Hey, we're in a game that no matter how long you've been in the game, you can always get better, right? With both mentally and physically exactly to achieve that next yeah, level. Sure. Yeah. That, that's the beauty of our, that's the beauty of our business. So let's step out of the UFC for a yeah. second while I got you on the phone, Ray, cause there's a couple of stories here that I really want to go over with you. Floyd Mayweather yeah. commented, or you don't, Floyd Mayweather, or 
Floyd Mayweather, you know, always has something to say and he certainly delivers in whatever he does and he gets things done. But he made a comment um, to Kevin Hart on Kevin's episode of Cold as Balls is the what they say the name of the thing is. Floyd says he could get a 10-figure check from the UFC that if he told Dana White that he wanted a deal to fight in the octagon now, he's commenting that he'd get a three, four, five billion dollar deal. What's your take on that? Wow. Now, that's, this is Floyd talking. This is Floyd talking. I mean, Floyd, look, I think Floyd, you know, kind of, he's grandiose about everything. So, right. I mean, if you ask me, if, do I think that's possible? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, first, what help do you, me what out. Do you what, think of what, what is Canelo getting yeah. on on DAZN? He got 135 million. Yeah, for I think uh, five. Well, I, thought he, I thought he got 300. I thought he got 300. Million. Yeah, I thought it was 300, Ray. I thought you were you're right on there. I, th- I think Ray's actually, right. Actually, you are right, Ray. I, Ray, I'm sorry. I, I'm looking this up right now, so I'll yeah. check it. But so I, if anybody's gonna get it, I hate to wait, say guys, it. guys, yeah. get sorry, get this. We're all wrong. Three hundred sixty-five million for five years and eleven fights. So basically, we're talking about right. thirty million a fight, guaranteed. Damn. Right. Wow. Okay, so I know where you're going with this now. Yeah, based on that, three. He's he's going to be up there. <laughs> yeah. He's definitely going to be up there, but I don't know. You know, I, that's again one of those things that the numbers have to make sense to do it, and they know what they're doing, but. uh to me, it wouldn't be worth it, but, you know, I'm not the guy pulling the strings on that. I, I just wonder if that model is sustainable. If you can offer, you know, a fighter that much money and then basically look to recoup that money on, you know, a $10 a month subscription service. Well, well, that's, that's the thing. They have the numbers, so we don't have that, you know, we don't have the numbers that are, you know, disposal. So it's right. hard to really say, but... They're not going to make a deal that's going to lose lose money right, for right. them for sure. Well, well, so, they they I might mean, if they go out of business. Maybe they did, but I mean, yeah, you're right. You're right. They right. they, they got to believe in it to offer it. Okay, one thing to hey, begin. This P- wait, wait, let, wait, let me just bring up one thing. This PFL they cut those checks for a million dollars. Right. They not even close to making any money. Like nothing. Right. Like they they they, they can't sell ten tickets to a fight. Yeah, and they they were able to do that. So these guys well, got their shit together way more than them, and they got money behind them. Yeah. So. but Ray, that's why they did it. They got money behind them. But you know, we've seen two organizations lose an area in the area of fifty million each within a year, which was what the PBL and the not the PBL, uh, the um, yeah, PFL, the PFL, PFL yeah. and and the other one that uh, help me out, guys. The other one, I don't know what you're talking about. MMA organizations, World Series MMA. of World, World Series and PFL are the same one. Are you thinking of Golden Boy? No, no, no. Go back when uh, uh, in the last year when the no years ago. Remember oh. when K- uh, Kimbo fought for what was that organization? Elite XC. Elite XC lost like what fifty million? I mean, I don't know. Million? You want to talk about people that have lost money? We, it's not two. It's hundreds of people in MMA. Yeah. I mean, we can talk it's about tough. affliction. We can talk yeah, about right. the International Fight League. We can talk about Yama pit right, fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can exactly. talk about everybody. Oh yeah. Because people yeah, come in thinking right. they could be the UFC, thinking they could be the NFL, like a football starting right away. They get backers with tons of money in. And you know what? It's not until they start losing that money and realize, hey, our pockets are getting empty and there's nothing more coming in. we got to close this thing See, out. I don't think we see that anymore. At least, I mean, who's really trying to be competitive well, guys, with the UFC at this yeah. point? 
I don't. Yeah, even... He's right because listen, yeah, I do. I, yeah. I do the ring of combat with Lou Neglia, and we keep it small. Right. We do fine, but we've had people offer us money, and we just could never take it because we know it's not coming back, and I I wouldn't want to do that to somebody. Right. You know what I mean? Like it's not easy to promote fights. It yeah. really isn't. It's not easy to promote fights and make money. It's just not. I mean, you know? at this so, point, if you're doing, if you go ahead, Ray. Sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. Go ahead. Go, go. Yeah, I, go. I was just going to say, if you're, if you're doing MMA fights at this point in time, like your heart needs to be in the right spot. You need to be uh, wanting to promote to have a hand in, in creating and developing fighters and yeah, and, and get them to exactly. the next level. And, and, not, yeah. and, and not be greedy. No, and and, not be greedy. Yeah, the goal is yeah, the goal is keep the lights on. You know, maybe, maybe end up with a few yeah. more dollars in your pocket than you started exactly. with that show. Yep. Exactly. I'm, 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 that's basically what we do. You know what I mean? We're not we're not knocking it out of the park, but we never lose money. Right. And people get to the big show, and you know it's always great for my fighters to you know have a platform to go to before the UFC, and it, it works out great for us. That's why they don't have me in the commentary booth. They want to they want to keep making money over there. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you know what? But you know, no, he, he's right though. He's probably right. He might not be far off from that. I'm, you know? I'm saying out of this. Far off cause, oh man! No, cause trust me, I've, I I pitched him a bunch of times. It's 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 a hard it's a hard sell because you want to get the guy paid, and it, you know. It's for a Ray full, Longo, it's a I'd do it for nothing. Come on now. Yeah. There you go, Ray. The offer's yeah, on the table. Yeah, let me tell you something. You say that one more time, you'll be working next week. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ray, out in New York City, um, a, a buddy of mine, longtime friend named Russell Peters, he's a very popular comedian. Did you hear what happened in New York City? No, I didn't, but I, okay. I think I know who the guy is. So. Yeah, Russell Peters is very popular. He used to be the number one comedian in the world, selling out the O2 in London. Um, he's an Indian uh, of descent, you know, raised yeah, in yeah, Canada. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so you know. Yeah. So... He was involved in a serious situation at a jewelry shop, and it's on video. He went into the jewelry shop, and he was shopping. And right beside him, there was a would-be thief that tried to scamper with a, hundred, a ring worth $150,000. And he jumped in, apprehended him. He, tra- he started training jiu-jitsu about a year or so ago under Jean-Jacques Machado, who's one of the most legendary jiu-jitsu artists we know. And um, I think he's a blue belt at this time. And you see him in the video helping subdue this guy, what they claim was an arm bar, but it looked like he was trying to establish a Kimura on the guy from what I could see. And I got to give the guy tremendous credit. That's I love that kind of stuff. It's kind of like when Matt, Matt had a situation recently subduing some a-hole, didn't he? I think it was about a month ago. Oh, yeah. Without a doubt. No, it was right before. It was in uh, July, right? The night before his Hall of Fame induction. Yeah. So I love seeing these stories. I've actually... You know, we could go over probably a half dozen stories where mixed martial artists have been involved coming to the rescue in a public service way. And I, I just find this very, very, very cool. And it's good to see a guy who's up there who's an entertainer and not a fighter. But I also know for a fact exactly. that, yeah, that, that'll turn too. But I also know for a fact that Russell Peters is actually a huge boxing fan. That's when we first met. And then they got into the UFC after that. Um, he's actually a very oh, wow. adept. Yeah, he's a very adept boxer. He's a very adept boxer, too. Actually took out a guy at one of his shows that wouldn't stop heckling him when he left the uh, the comedy store one night. Wound up putting the guy down. Not not that I'm praising that, oh, but wow. but if a guy gets in your face and he throws at you, what are you supposed to do, Ray? You know, Bruce, you got to do what you have to do. You know what the saying is: 
you'd rather be judged by six or judged by 12 than carried by six, whatever that's saying. Exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. good for you, though. I, I love seeing any good Samaritan, normal citizen jumping in because we need more of that. Remember that, that, that murder years ago, uh, Kitty Genovese, where she was getting murdered and just people didn't do a goddamn thing, which is well, awful. You know what I mean? So, she was, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, she was in the street in front of the, where she lived, she was stabbed something like yeah. over 50 times, and nobody helped her. Yeah, nobody, Not a single person. Yeah, nobody did. Uh, yeah, that was horrible. So it's always great when you hear those. St- yeah, horrible. So it's always great when you hear the stories where somebody jumped in and did the right thing. Yeah. But, uh, that's off to Russell Peters. That's off to him big time. And here's another one for you. Did you hear about the, uh, uh, the Colorado runner when the mountain lion attacked him and he choked it to death? Yeah, I, I did hear that one. That that's phenomenal. That's crazy. That's I mean, phenomenal. That's crazy. You know, that one. You know, yeah, you you don't have a choice. You have to just fight back. But I, man, that is that's that's nuts to me because that you know those animals don't give a shit. <laughs> no, a different they, breed. Well, they're wild animals. No matter how you cut it, animals are wild. You never yeah, know yeah, what yeah, they're going to turn to. I love crazy, man. I love tigers, Ray. I, I mean, I love all kinds of cats, small, large, wild cats, whatever. And some people we know, like Tyson, Mike Tyson has had pet tigers. You know what? As much as I yeah. love them, I'm not going to have them as a pet. I don't know when they're going to have a bad day, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah, they probably keep those guys so drugged up that they can't have a bad day. But uh, uh, I, I got to say, that was, that's a phenomenal story, though, with the other guy with the mountain lion. Crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. It, it's made a lot of news, definitely, over it. Ray, that's about it for today. I'm going to let you get back. I know it's late there. I don't want to keep you away from that uh, wonderful Italian dinner you're probably going to down with a bottle of good, fine Chianti. Hey. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Minus the Chianti. But, uh, yeah. Oh, you don't drink, Ray? You don't, don't you know? Ray, you're I, not you know a- what? I'll tell you what. I, I'm not a, my wife drinks a lot of wine, you know, but I'm not, a, I'm not a big drinker anymore. I actually, for the first time, went out. After Aljo's fight and had a couple of drinks, and that 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 was uh, that was unusual, but uh, we had a great time. Good, good. I'm glad to hear that because he certainly deserved to have a celebration that evening, most definitely. Ray, it's always a pleasure having you on the show. You're one of my favorite people, as you know. When am I going to see you again? What, are you going to be in Vegas? What's the next time? Yeah, now not in Vegas. I think the next fight. Uh, I got a kid fighting in Russia card, but I'm not sure I'm going to make that. But I'm going to be in definitely in Canada on May 4th with uh, Marab Davishelli, which I'm excited for. He's a big part of the team now. He helps Aljo out a lot. And that, that was the, 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 the behind-the-scenes story for me, is how much those three guys, uh, Ally, Quinta, Aljo, and Marab, they're just great people. Man, do they help each other out. I love having Al in the corner when, uh, you know, Aljo's fighting. I love having Aljo in the corner when Al's fighting. We have a really good thing going on now for those guys, especially because they mesh well together. And I think it's the difference in the fight. Uh, You know what, Ray? When I hear you talk like that and when I see the way that you and Matt run your team and the camaraderie between your team, the Warriors on your team, and yourselves being the fine people and great coaches that you are and managers, it's, it's beautiful to see that kind of synergy and that kind of team working together. That's that's what I love. I mean, I, I see it at American Top Team. Really? I, cer- I certainly see it in Alpha Male, but yeah. I, I see it every time with you guys, and it's beautiful to see. It really is. 
it, it, it's all for real. And again, I did these guys. I love the guys that just put the work in and they're selfless. They help other people. And these, these guys are phenomenal. Aljo is a great instructor at the school and he gives back to his, uh, you know, his old high school wrestling team. He's a really solid kid. You know, this kid, Marab from the Republic of Georgia. I don't know if I ever met a better guy. He's just really squared away for a young guy. It's just unusual to see at this day and age, but it, I really can't talk enough about him. You know, those three guys together, man, they work beautiful, and I'm, I'm giving those two guys as much credit as anybody else for Aljo's win. I think they were a huge part of it, and I love having them around. It's great. Me and Matt really have a great time coaching with those guys. We need more ladies That's, in that camp, though. We need you uh, back at the uh, the Invicta uh, events, Ray. I know. I get there's going to be a girl coming up soon, I think, but a Mizuki. I think her thumb is healed up. I'd like to get her in there, man. I tell you, she's, she puts the work in. She's a pleasure to work with. And, uh, yeah, I'd love to see uh, Mizuki in the UFC. I'd love to announce her. So <laughs> I'm with you. I'm just not the powers yeah. that be to make that decision. Uh, you, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll like her, right, TJ? She's oh, a she's, sweetheart, right? She's amazing. She's amazing. And also, she loves being called just Mizuki. And uh, we haven't had a, a one-named <laughs> fighter for a while inside the Ultimate Fighting Championship. So let's go. What was the last one yeah. we had with one yeah, name? Have... Uh, probably Tiki. Tiki's the only one who really comes to mind. Tiki, Kimo, yeah. you know? Yeah, Tiki. As a matter of fact, it's funny oh, you yeah, say that. Oh, yeah. I, I just saw Tiki last week. We were at a, a party together last week. And he's very active in the managing of fighters right now. Oh, he's yeah. He's doing a good job. No, yeah. he's uh, he's getting people paid. Oh, yeah, yeah, big, big. Yeah, big time. I've talked to him about it. I saw him in, uh, he came to the, man, what show was that? Oh, the Bellator show. I saw him a couple of months ago. Yeah, nice guy. I never really got a chance to talk to him. Very nice guy. Very nice guy. Definitely. So I've known him for 20 years. That's how long I've known him. Yeah, because he's down in Huntington wow, Beach. Yeah, he's which... been around for a little bit. Yeah, nice. Oh, long, long time. Back when Huntington Beach was bringing out fighters initially like, you know, Tank Abbott and Tito Ortiz. And there was a very heavy echelon of fighters down there. Very strong. And there still is. There still is. But it was very strong back in the old days. All right, listen, I know that pasta. A lot of homemade. history, lot of history Bruce. A lot Are you of history, but A lot, lot of history. I got to write another book. There, my publisher's on me about it. There's, there's so much more to talk about, but we'll see. Just tell me one thing, from one Italian to another, Ray. Are you having a little brajol tonight, a little Italian pasta? What do you got going? No, listen, man, I've been on, like, some sort of health kick, so I haven't really... There is raviolis in the refrigerator, and I don't know if I'm going to go for it tonight or I'm just going to make plain old eggs. I'm not sure. We'll, we'll, I'll figure it out when I walk through the door. I'm actually sitting in my driveway now doing the interview in the car, so... Oh, let me let, let me let me let let me let you get out of that. Whatever Ray wants, Ray gets. But Ray, let me comment on something. You're looking really good, Ray. You're really you're working hard at I it. Feel good, bro. Yeah, I see it. I see say, it. I feel, I feel great. I tell you, for sixty years old, I still uh, feel like I got a couple of years left. <laughs> I hope more than that, for gosh sakes. You know, you're sixty. Be no, nice. You're up. doing what doing doing what I'm yeah doing what I'm doing. I know these guys use me as a human punching bag. It's not it's not a joke. Man. It's like, you got to be squared away, and I think that's part of the reason why they decide to get back in shape is just to keep up with everybody. Good. Well, keep it up because you look great. One last note, Ray. Are you a football fan at all? Yes. Okay. On HBO yeah. right now is one of the most endearing, uh, motivating tear-jerking specials I've ever seen. And HBO does incredible documentaries. It's on, it's on Buonaconte. 
the the middle linebacker for the Miami Dolphins. You remember Nick Bonaconti? Oh yes, yeah, sure. no, no. Listen, I was I was a football fan up until probably eighty six, eighty seven. Whenever Parcells had the uh, Giants with Sims and Lawrence Taylor and Harry Carson that whole crew. Uh, but I and before that, I was a huge football fan. So I remember uh, Nick Bonaconti for sure. Yeah, I have to watch that then. I highly recommend it. I'd love to talk to you after you see it, but I'm going to give you one little hint, Ray. And I know you're a very yeah. tough guy, very you know, very macho male. But and so am I to a degree too. But keep a box of tissues nearby. That's all I'm going to tell you. Uh, let me let me just give you a hint. I'm I'm crying at everything at this point. I don't know if there's something wrong with me, but I got, <laughs> I got, I got issues. So I I'll tell you right now. I'll be crying. I might start crying before I get in the house. You're not taking any estrogen tablets, are you? Jeez, be careful with that stuff. <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely. I don't know what happened. You cross a certain age, and then. I got to tell you, I think it's whenever I can't help somebody and I feel helpless looking at somebody. I just, I don't know. And I got to tell you, you know, about three years ago, Matt goes to me, goes, dude, what? You know, like when he turned like 40, goes, did this happen to you? I got to do it. I've been crying for about 20 years now. It's horrible. <laughs> Ray, Ray, one thing my father always taught me as a kid, my father always taught me as a kid, and, you know, I'm Italian too. I think it comes with our heritage too because we feel things, not that other people don't. I'm just talking about how I feel. Um, no harm in being a man and showing your emotions. Real men do cry. And I do it in movies right. all the time. And you're right. I'm like you, Ray, if I can't help somebody, because you got a big heart, obviously, and you feel for people. And there's the human emotion is a beautiful thing. So don't stop it, Ray. Enjoy it. Keep it up. That's yeah, being that's, real. That's what gets me. But yeah, if real men cry, I'm about as real as they get. I'm yeah. Hey, if real men cry, I've been a man since like six. All right. <laughs> well, from one man to another man to a true man, let's all give a tear and say goodbye to Ray Longo. How's that? Oh, uh, Ray Longo. We love you, Ray. All right, guys. Ray, love, love you. you too, guys. Great, great job. I'll talk to you soon. See you, Ray. Thanks, brother. Love you. See you soon, Ray. Take care. Right. Take it easy. Man. What a real As man. Did, what a real man. Man, what a real man. Exactly. Seriously. Exactly. But uh, he was light on the F-bombs, TJ. He didn't even get past four. Well, I mean, like you said, he's he's getting a little bit softer with age. Yeah, he's getting a little softer. Well, not don't, don't think that if you get in front of Ray. Ray no, will no, take no, you no, out no, no, like no. anybody. Nothing, yeah. nothing, nothing I, wrong with being soft, okay? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Doesn't mean he won't throw you up against a wall and, and beat you senseless if he needs to. Yeah, <laughs> you know, true, true. I would, I would have Ray beside me in a bar fight any day of the week. Um, okay, so now let's go on to some news, and it was really wonderful as always having Ray on. Uh, you know the sign of the times, TJ Payless. You know the store Payless. Uh, I knew it. Yeah, it's pretty all much gone 20, now. Yeah, it's gone. All twenty. The latest retail chain to close up. All twenty one hundred locations are closing in the United States. And the, uh, for those that don't know, Payless is the very well-known discount shoe store. That's, wow. Yeah, Payless wow, wow, Shoe wow. Source. That's where I went and bought uh, sandals pretty much every year uh, when I lived in Minnesota because you generally throw them out at the end of every year. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Yep. Now, let's go from an example of a retail closing like that to how business is changing because marketing times and minds are changing as is social media changing the way marketing is done, and I can go on and on and on. Right, everything's changing. Everything's changing. And you've got, if you're going to be successful in business, folks, that's what we're going to talk about, what it takes to run a business a little bit. 
little couple little tidbits of thing here. You have to keep up with the times. You have to keep up with the changing in marketing and the way it's done and the times the way they are to be successful in business. You can't rely strictly on the old ways of just selling widgets, advertising, and of course, even if you have a retail store, you more than ever have to be on top of what marketing takes. TJ, get this. Now, I've never heard this before. The French rugby club, and I hope I'm saying this correctly, called U.S. Carcassonne, right? Their key sponsor is a porn site. A porn really? site. Really? Yes, a pornographic Mom. site. I mean, I, I, that seems weird. Don't get me wrong, and it, it is a little bit weird. But like, I think that seems extra weird for Americans. Do you know what I mean? Because like, we're we're very taboo with sex. And uh, I mean, I don't know what this website's like. If it's like the hardcore variety, or maybe it's like tasteful. I don't know. But it, it, it feels like maybe that's a little bit weirder for us than you know, some somewhere else in, in the world. Well, for those that are not aware of soccer, you know, there's different levels. Um, they're currently ninth in what they call the Pro D2 division, which is the second tier of French rugby, which obviously is very big. So the site they're getting is and it? I, I don't is it is soccer big? No, you're saying soccer and the rugby. rugby. Rug- so I don't know no, what. Part of me, part of me, part of me, part of me, part of me. It's a rugby club, part right. of me, not so, soccer. So rugby. yeah, I don't it's think still- it is all that big, but. I mean, still to have a, a sponsor of an X-rated nature, it, it is, it's out there. I mean, if a minor league baseball team were sponsored by Penthouse, that'd probably be making some news. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the question is, are they doing it for news? Are they doing it for attention? But I, I'm not a, I, as we, I've said on the show before, I, well, I'm not a porno, I'm not a porno uh, guy, but well, the site is called Jackie and Michelle, which obviously must be a French pornographic site, I assume. Well, I mean, I don't know. Porn's porn. Um... But with that in mind, maybe, maybe like we're talking about things changing. Like, is that really weird in this modern day and age? Like, I mean, how long until you know some team, major league sports team, is sponsored by a marijuana company? And and what are, you know, it's not going to be really. Is that taboo? Like, we we see like beer companies on NASCARs. Um, pretty soon, it's it's going to be cannabis companies. You're going to be you're going to see cannabis companies and they're going to the first initial form of marketing that they're going to attach to in a sponsorship way, in my opinion, is going to be the CBD division, which is obviously accepted because almost every major pharmacy is selling CBDs over the counter these days. Yeah, everywhere I mean, you, I can, go. you can get it on Amazon now, which is fine. I mean, we, we talk about the value and, right. and I, we're not going to go into that right now. We no, talk no, no. about I mean, the value yeah. of CBDs. It's a, definitely a. A dynamite item. I have no yeah. problem with uh, it whatsoever. I'm I'm holding CBD lotion in my hand right now. I use it for my legs. Good, know? and it helps. It yeah, works, right? No, it's, I mean, it's yeah. an anti-inflammatory agent. Largely, this yeah. stuff, I mean, it, it, the main reason this stuff helps is because there's menthol in it, just like uh, Ben Gay or anything like that. But uh, does, does the CBD itself help? I mean, that's up for conjecture. I tend to think so. But, you know, it doesn't hurt. I'll tell you that. I'm not I'm not suffering due to it. Well, I mean, if you've got Bengay in that product, then obviously that seems to be what's probably menthol. doing the trick. Menthol. Menthol. Well, menthol. But, but that's yeah. the thing, though. You, you said this was doing the trick. Yeah, that's what's relieving my pain. But Bengay or menthol doesn't have any sort of medical studies backing up the fact that it can reduce inflammation. CBD gotcha. does. You know what I gotcha. mean? And if you're rubbing it on tender muscles, do you want just regular Bengay or do you want something that, you know, has been clinically 
you know, shown to perhaps have a, an effect on inflammation. Right, exactly. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be being... surprised if Ben Gay starts adding CBD into their product before too long. CBD is going to be added everywhere, including in sports and including, uh, you know, eventually, you, you, well, you saw it has calmed down on the CBDs, right? Yeah, no, I, I mean, there's there's nothing uh, barring CBD use. It's, uh, yeah. you know, it's, it's like any other supplement in the world. And one little tidbit about CBDs, and then we're going to get on to another uh, three stories before we end the show. Um, you can't OD on CBDs, but no, you should still no. take the recommended well, amount. Yeah. Don't start swallowing well, a bunch of you, syringes. Just, you can't you can't OD on caffeine. But I didn't mean still, syringes. I mean I, I know I know what you mean. Uh, you can't OD on caffeine, but that doesn't mean you should drink eight thousand cups of coffee. So exactly, exactly. Everything in moderation, heart. right, Buff? Everything. Everything in moderation. We've talked about that many times in the show. Except making Speak- money. Don't do that in moderation. Do it always. No. In the great words of Wall Street and Gecko, money never sleeps, my friend. Money never sleeps. So at least that's my attitude. Uh, get this. We just got back from Australia. This interesting story came out. U.S. authorities confiscated almost a billion dollars worth of methamphetamine, which is meth by most people's standards these days, the term used for it, that was bound for it. It's the largest ever seizure of the drug on American soil. 1.7 tons of meth including smaller amounts of cocaine and heroin with an estimated street value also about 1.29 total estimated street value 1.29 billion Australian dollars or basically 911 million American uh, wow. you, you can OD on all of that stuff you can OD that's the bad stuff that's the bad stuff <laughs> crazy 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 now another story here you know pigs obviously pigs I don't know how much I can say we all know what a pig is like a hog yeah, a hog. So pigs are known to eat anything. And there's right. always been stories in the past where bad guys have tossed bad guys into a pig pen. Right. And there's no trace of that guy later on, if you right. know what I'm saying. Right. They smell blood. Exactly. A 56-year-old woman died of blood loss. Oh, no. She's in Russia. She oh, went no. to feed her pigs oh, no. on her farm. Yep. She had a seizure oh, in the pen. Oh, no. This is the woman that feeds the pigs no! every day. Oh, my God, She had a God, seizure no. in the pen. The pigs started feeding uh, on her, which uh, had her epileptic seizure, and she died of blood loss. How crazy is uh, that? Bruce, please tell crazy. me that's not your last story. No, the last story is okay. a good one. Okay, Because okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm leaving on that note. You just ruined my month. I'm sorry about that. Oh, I'm really, really, really how sorry. How sad and tragic is that? That's <laughs> horrible. I'm not laughing at it. Pardon me. No, I, I understand what no. you're saying. They, that's a sad, tragic, nervous laughter. Let me just yeah. say that. You know, and I mean, I hate to say this. I don't want to like pile on the woman lost her life. But if you know you're an epileptic, maybe you shouldn't be in the hog pen by yourself. Just saying. You know, I just envision a hardworking, old time valued, old breed woman. In there working her farm, hey, doing everything herself. Hey, there's something to be said happened. about that, right? Like, yep. you don't want to be held back by something you can't control, but my God. It's crazy. Now let me give you the, the feel-good story. Ready? Yep. Okay. So a man walks in to a baseball card shop. I've heard this one before. I've heard this joke before. <laughs> okay. Guy walks into the baseball. Oh, okay. Uh, he walks into a baseball card shop. He goes through the shop. It's run by an older gentleman where it's been his passion. You can picture, you know, you've been in baseball card shops. you got to have a real passion for baseball cards right. and sports collectibles to run a baseball is this, card Is this shop. about the uh, the Babe Ruth card? 
Yeah, yeah. So the man buys what he thought was a replica. Right. Um, like a swell a card. Big, yeah, you remember yeah. those? Yes, exactly. Yep. So it's in a, it's in its own container, clear. He thought it was a replica card. He paid two dollars for it. Does, it turns does, out. Does the story he, tell tell you why he thought it was a replica card? Because I thought I thought this part was very interesting. No, tell me. Fill it in. So he went online when he came across this card to see what the value was of this card. He could not find it anywhere. Couldn't find it anywhere. So he thought, ah, probably just a replica. You know, we'll put two bucks on it. See what we can get up. Tell people what happened. Well, the card has recently been appraised at $2 million. Yep. And he's been offered more than $2 million for it. And he has not sold it. But the one thing I liked hearing. Okay, it's great. This backs up everything I've talked about for years on the show when we talk about collectibles. It is still possible, and I've had it happen to me too in all my years of collecting, to find something for nothing that is worth something or to go in the the attic of your grandparents or your parents or friends and find incredibly valued material that they did not know they had. You find a Picasso on the other side of a framed piece of art. You know, like the one side of art is not really anything special, but on the other side, it's a Picasso. Like, I've heard about those things happening. Absolutely. And it can still happen, folks. Yeah. Oh, in this case, I mean, in this case, go ahead. You know, there are relics sitting in people's grandparents' attics that they have no idea are there. And we keep hearing about these stories year after year after year. And I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. No, it doesn't, because this is what keeps collectors and TV shows like Pawn Stars and and uh, Storage Wars and all that. That's right. what everybody's searching. They're, they're searching for the ultimate dream of the ultimate find. But here's the beauty of the story, and I hope this man lives up to it. When you see this gentleman that owned the shop, he's older, he's bent over in his stature. You know, it, it, he's he's just doing and working and loving everything he does every day. Either he's making a good living or he's not or whatever, but he's happy. Mm-hmm. The guy that bought the car for $2 has promised that when the card sells, he's going to send the guy a chunk of money. He and I really love yeah. that because that's what I would have done too. I love that fact that he'll do that. I mean, let's say he sells it for $3 million. Send the guy 300000 Send him a million. You're still making off like crazy with right. this card. Right. You know? and, and, and honestly, too, like you said, if this guy is truly in business in the baseball card uh, collecting community... He's probably just happy to be there, and anything that comes his way, he'll probably be super grateful for. Because I mean, right. making money in baseball cards is not something that you necessarily do. Uh, I don't know if you heard; uh, they thought that this card was only one of two that are in existence today. That's what it said. Is there more? No, no, no. One, no. Of one of two, one of two, one of two. Right. So uh, that's why he couldn't find it online when he was trying to, you know, look it up great story man it's very motivating it's got you because you know how much i love to collect it's just it's so cool to read this yeah all right that's it no more stories because i want to keep it feeling good i feel good <laughs> buffer i feel like the world is right and whole let me do it i feel good all right let's let's go to uh karaoke let's go well i'm gonna skip the karaoke part because right, I'd rather fine. I'd rather be paid to sing and not blow a knee when I do it. <laughs> oh man, we need to get you on the Masked Singer. Have you seen this? I actually like that oh, show. Oh my god, I watch it every Wednesday. It's the only show I, on television I watch. Yeah, the last time I saw it, my friend uh, uh, Tommy Chong, he was the guy at the yeah. end. It's like, oh my god, I was so blown away. They took it off, and there's Tommy Chong right there, cracking me up. I had a th- I had a theory that uh, the character called the monster on the show was UFC welterweight champion Tyron Woodley. 
but I'm, I'm starting to think it's not. But I, I bet you Tyron can sing better than a lot of people think he can. So the mo- I haven't watched it for a few weeks. The monster's still on. He's still moving forward. The monster's still on the show. Is it Tyron wow. Woodley? I don't know. Wow. Well, I don't know. Tyron's training for a fight. Are these shows live? No, no. These these shows are old. Oh, could very easily be Tyron Woodley. Could be very easy. And yeah, I, to, yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I'll try to. We gotta try to get you on the show. I bet you can I sing. Yeah, no, I can. I can. I'm given mm. the right song. I'm not going to sit here and say that I can sing, you know, right. 10 octaves high, but I can actually reach some high notes. I don't uh, want to. I could blow you away with something well, right now. Well, let's not give any hints out there, sir. When you're on the show, people are still surprised, but we need to get you on that show. <laughs> Forget Dancing with the Stars, Buffer. I mean, anybody can dance. No offense. Oh, anybody can dance. Oh, God. My agent once said to me, he said, who do I have to sleep with to get you on Dancing with the Stars? Everybody wants to be on the show, and you know I've been trying for years. So, And I would still, even with 1ACL, I'd still go on. No right, problem. but then they'd ask you to like not continue your octagon work and then be the pro. Like Then you would dance with the stars, you know what I mean? Like you would have, like you'd become a resident dancer. It'd just be a whole mess. So it's probably good that we keep you off that show. Well, Chuck Liddell said it was the hardest training he ever did in his life, or one of the hardest things right. he ever did and in his how life. how dare you go on that show and show Chuck and everyone else how easy it is? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> let them have their illusions that you can't do it, Buff. Okay? Thanks for all the support, but I'm going to say one thing. Ready? I can do it. I can do it. Not oh. a problem. Oh. I, 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 th- I, th- I, I thought you were going to say your other line. I'll cash that check. No, well, I'll do that, too, because there's big checks that come from that. But you know what? That's Like I said, it's not always about the paycheck, but I'll definitely cash that sucker. No question. No, I've always loved to dance, TJ. As a matter of fact, when I was a very young kid, like around 12, 13, I actually had aspirations of becoming a dancer. I used to love to watch uh, the old Gene Kelly and Fred Astaire movies. Oh, and I, you were, to watch I, I heard you dance plenty. You just punched and kicked people while you did it. <laughs> Showed that footwork oh. off in the ring. All depends on the music that's playing, my friend. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> now I'm just thinking about you in like the Ozfest mosh pit or something like that, Buff. Let's go. Oh God, I've never been a mosh pit guy. I'm, that's not my thing. That, uh, I think that's, it's more my generation. Yeah, no, I I know. Yeah, it is your generation. But I mean, if you're going to do that, just fight. Oh no, <laughs> I'm too old for that nonsense. But yes, I agree. Uh, when I trained, I got uh, hurt way less than when I went to concerts and went in the pit. Yeah, I would never do that. I think it's well. To each his own, but it's just not my cup of tea. I agree. I agree. Uh, You know, young and dumb, full of motivation. Yes. Glad that you (laughs) added that word on the end. Thank you so much. Glad I didn't finish it for you. Very cool. All right, everybody. TJ, thanks a lot. Anything you want to tell the audience? Uh, Nah, not really. Um, If people want to check out a fun show from Invicta Fighting Championship, you can do that. uh, Archive now on UFC Fight Pass. Oh, actually, uh, this Friday night, tomorrow. As people listen, a combat jiu-jitsu fight night is live on Fight Pass. Um, tournament has gone through some changes. Uh, no longer will Fabrice over Doom or Josh Barnett be on the card, or Gordon Ryan for that matter. But uh, still, the next evolution in uh, you know ground-based fighting uh, from the mind of Eddie Bravo headed your way this Friday. Wish you weren't in the Czech Republic uh, out there in Prague or Prague. Wh- which one is it? Prague. Uh, <laughs> Prague. But, but Prague. you know, hopefully we'll get you back there soon, Buff. But travel safe. Yeah, it's been about three or four that I've missed, but I always love doing them, and I'll be there uh, when I'm available and when Eddie wants me to be available. So always there for Eddie Bravo and, of course, Victor DeValia. What a great guy he is. Really great dudes. Love both those guys. Great dudes. Flat Earth or not, great dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Never going to let all that right. go. It's all right, Bob. Can't. I can't let it go. All right, TJ. Um, have a great week. I will see you from Prague. Be back next week with another exciting show. Hopefully the people find it exciting when they listen to the show. But bottom line, everybody, 
It's all about being the best you can be. So as I always say, treat everybody around you with respect. Be a role model to your sphere of influence. Set your goals. Write them down. Pick your path. Learn about it before you step on it. And then when you step on that path, be the best you can be because then you are winning. And that's what we're all about on It's Time Radio. It's about being a winner, being proud of yourself, and being the best you can be. So have a great week, everybody. Talk to you soon. Buffer out. It's Time with Bruce Buffer is a TJ DeSantis production and is property of Buffer Enterprises Incorporated. Its content is intended for private use only. Total Wine and More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply. Total Wine and More announces points with a purpose. Now through September 13th, collect five times points on wines and spirits. Points earned equals a matching donation to local charities, up to $2 million in total. Shop with us today or visit TotalWine.com. Terms and conditions apply.